1: Since you are the son of God, he said, throw yourself down for it is written. And now Satan quotes scripture to him. It's amazing. Satan will use scripture sometimes to tempt us. He will command his angels concerning you and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Psalm 91 verses 11 and 12. What's this temptation? Pride. Pride and connected with the pride of this life is the glories of this life. Hey, look at me. Look who I am. Look who I've become.
0: Satan knows Scripture better than any of us. He's a great liar, but that doesn't mean that he never tells the truth. As Pastor Danny continues our study of 1 John in today's message, he points out the way that Satan twists the truth of God's Word to try and tempt Jesus. You can guarantee that he'll use the same method against you. Jesus was not going to fall, but you are much more vulnerable. It's vital that you seek a Holy Spirit-inspired understanding of Scripture so that you can be ready when Satan uses this tactic. Now here's Pastor Danny in the book of 1 John chapter 2 with today's edition of The Living Word.
1: 1 John chapter 2, and we left off with verse 12. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. Now stop there for just a minute because uh, those opening uh, words address three groups of people. One, the very young. And it's not talking about necessarily birthday age, but spiritual age. So those who have been saved in a very short time. And then the second is kind of the middle age person, the middle age believer. And the third is the aged saint that's been walking with the Lord for quite a few years now. Now that's important in light of what the Holy Spirit has to say through the pen of John in the next few verses. Pick it up again in the middle of verse 13. I write to you, dear children, because you've known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you've known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Now, Three groups of people, and the idea seems to me to, to me to be, listen, no matter what age, no matter stage, whatever stage of life you're at, as a Christian, you need to hear and heed what's about to be said. New Christian, middle age, aged saint. Listen up, and here's what he says, verse fifteen. Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, The love of the father is not in him. Now we mentioned last week in the study and the first part of first John chapter two, John's a straight shooter. That's just the kind of personality he is. And the Holy Spirit uses that personality. And here he goes again. Don't love anything in the world because if anyone loves the world, the love of the father is not in him for everything in the world. The cravings of sinful man or sometimes translated the lust of the flesh, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does, or can be translated, the pride of this life, comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Now, just listen to a couple of verses before we actually look at them. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 21, Jesus said, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only... He who does the will of my Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 12, verse 50. uh, Jesus said, whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. They're my real family. Now, he says that in the context of Mother Mary and Jesus's other brothers, her other sons, coming to Jesus because they're concerned about him. The commotion that he's causing, especially among the Jewish leadership, and they they think one translation says they think he's out of his mind. And they come to him. He's in this house with his disciples and the messenger comes in, "Your mother and brothers are outside. They want to see you." And he says as he turns to his disciples, Whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. That's not a cut on Mother Mary. That's not a cut on his earthly family. He's saying, my true family, my true family, the children of God, are the ones who do the will of my Father in heaven. It's not blood kin, it's spiritual kin. As Jesus stood before Pilate, the governor, one of the things he said that really uh, got Pilate even more upset. He said, my kingdom is not of this world. If it were, my servants would fight. No, my kingdom is not of this world. Fascinating to think that from eternity past, Jesus, before he became the man Jesus, was technically, now if I got this right, technically he's the word. The word. John chapter one in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Verse 14, and the word became flesh. Micah 5.2 prophesied about where Christ would be born, Bethlehem Ephrata. Because there was more than one Bethlehem, make sure we got the right one. Bethlehem Ephrata. And that's where he was born. And it says in that same verse, he, his origins are from, and they tell me the Hebrew means from eternity. Now, think about this. It blows my mind when I think ahead that uh, we're going to live forever somewhere. Now, there's one of two places. Make the right choice, okay? We're going to live forever. When you think about eternity, you you think as far as you can go, and it's never going to end. Well, sometimes it's even worse for me when I think backwards, and you think back. You see, God had no beginning. He's always been. When I first started thinking about that as a young Christian in college, I think that's when I started losing hair, Reggie. (laughs) Thank you. One of my college buddies here visiting this morning. I mean, you think about it, it just blows my mind. As far back as you can go, there never was a beginning for God. So, Jesus, before he became the man, Jesus had a relationship with his heavenly father from eternity past. He lived in a world. He lived in a world. And then uh, with his heavenly father, and then there came a time, a time when the word became flesh, and Jesus entered this world. But it was the world he came from and the relationship with his heavenly father that motivated him to resist the pull of this world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of this life. Now with that thought, leave the text, go with me to Matthew chapter four. Matthew chapter four, one of the gospel records of the temptation by the devil of Jesus in the wilderness. Matthew chapter 4, verse 1. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. That's an understatement. At a period in fasting, your hunger pains go away. And at this point, they come back, doctors tell us, with a vengeance. Because he's, he's dying, basically, if he doesn't eat something. And he's, he's as hungry and, and as a human being as he's ever been in his life. And the tempter came to him and said... If you are, and some translators say it should be since you are uh, the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Now, he's hungrier than ever been in his life, but the temptation here is to satisfy the physical appetite that would, in essence, be the lust of the flesh, okay? So if he does this, he gives in to the pull of the world in regard to a physical appetite that's outside of the will of God, the lust of his flesh, Now, it is great mystery, and I can't explain it, but the temptation of Jesus Christ was just as real as the temptation you and I face, with one difference. Hebrews tells us he was tempted in every way, yet without sin, okay? And, you know, people say, well, could he have sinned? All I can say is the temptation was real. Hebrews makes that clear. It was real. And... His temptation actually was greater than ours in the sense that you and I, you see, if I have a temptation in regard to a a lust of my flesh outside of the will of God, resisting, there's a battle. But if I give in, battle's over. You with me? Jesus resisted. Every day for his whole human life when he was here, he never sinned. He never gave in. Jesus answered, verse 4, it is written, Man does not live on bread alone, but in every word that comes from the mouth of God. Deuteronomy 8 3. And then, verse 5, the devil took him to the holy city and had him stand on the highest point of the temple. Since you are the Son of God, he said, throw yourself down, for it is written. And now Satan quotes scripture to him. It's amazing Satan will use scripture sometimes to tempt us. He will command his angels concerning you, and they will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. Psalm 91, verses 11 and 12. What's this temptation? Pride. Pride, and connected with the pride of this life, is the glories of this life. Hey, look at me. Look who I am. Look who I've become. The devil's trying to get him to do something glorious, but it's the glory of this world. Hey, go ahead, throw yourself down. Your angels will catch you. And you can say, hey, look at me. Heaven's all about humility. And so Jesus answered, it is also written, do not put the Lord your God to the test, Deuteronomy 6. Deuteronomy 6. Verse 8, again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you will bow down and worship me. Now, it's a given that Satan had the right to do that. He's called the prince of this world. And he's offering Jesus all the kingdoms of the world. This is the lust of the eyes. You see something in this world. And he's saying, I'll give you everything everything and jesus said to him away from me satan for it is written worship the lord your god and serve him only again he quotes from deuteronomy chapter 6
0: Thanks for joining us today to study the book of 1 John. There's so much to learn, so we hope that you'll keep coming back to study with Pastor Danny Hodges. You can find more of the messages from this series right now at our website, ccfstpete.church. Just click on sermons. You'll be directed to our YouTube page, where you can watch a number of teachings from Calvary Chapel Fellowship and subscribe to our channel. Come connect with us on social media as well. You'll find The Living Word on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and be able to jump into the conversations there. If you happen to be in the St. Petersburg area, we'd love to meet you. Every message you hear on The Living Word comes from a teaching Pastor Danny has shared at Calvary Chapel Fellowship, and you're invited to join us for our weekly services. Come just as you are for a time of worship, fellowship, and studying the Bible on Saturday at 6 p.m. or Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. We're excited to welcome you into our family of faith. You'll find directions and more information at our website. Again, that's ccfstpete.church. We also live stream our services. So if you can't make it in person, join us online. You'll find a link at the top of the page at ccfstpete.church. That's all we have time for today. Tune in next time to join Pastor Danny in 1 John right here on The Living Word.